177 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by the elite Matthew Figuera. Is this the I Overslept episode? Yo. Because. <laughs> Yo. I yeah. mean, this, this I was, I was half. You know what happened? I, um, I had to go to bed early because we lost power at like nine o'clock, <laughs> which was real fun. Eskom says lights out. Yeah, Eskom yeah. okay. told me you need sleep. <laughs> and so they just turned off all my power. Um, oh my God. Uh, so like in the middle of the night, the obviously the power came back. So I had to go off and like turn lights off and TVs off and shit like that. And at the time I was like, hmm, I'm feeling pretty rested. Maybe uh, I should uh, change my alarm to seven and go for a run before the podcast. So I did that. Then the alarm went off at seven. I was like, this is fucking crazy. No. Uh, so then I turned it off without thinking, oh, I don't I have another alarm on for the morning. Yeah. yeah. So Dude, I woke up in a panic and it was like half past eight. I was like, oh no. Hilarious. That's because that's exactly what happened to me, except I have an alarm set for, how many alarms do you set? You have one? Only or one. Multiple? I, <laughs> I live dangerously. That is too dangerous. See, I have multiple ones for a reason, because even with multiple alarms in my half asleep states sometimes i just snooze them sometimes i put them off and that happened this morning i'm like oh my alarm put it off I'm like what it's half past eight already <laughs> <laughs> How my did first this alarm my first alarm goes off at like eight on a saturday to get you know sort of start to get get me getting me awake for for the podcast mm. and then pick up go to my messages see you also say hey i overslept <laughs> I, worry, I was too. half assuming you to say like oh i just got back i've from just a been run. free i went for now we're running tomorrow okay today. okay hilarious yeah but i mean it happens I, so do you have multiple alarms like for during the week obviously mm-hmm. like when you go to uh, work? uh yeah I'm, I'm terrified of oversleeping and missing work see i i don't i guess i don't have that worry because shani always wakes up earlier than me because she chooses to start work earlier so mm. like especially now when she's at home um Cause she sprained her ankle, so she's been oh, working from home. Shit, yeah, sorry she to hear. she was she was walking some dogs, her mom's dogs, and they decided to do a little sprinty sprint, and she lost her balance and tore a uh, ligament. So ow, yeah, she's sounds, been on uh, crutches and a moon boot for like a week and a half, two weeks now. My God! Um, but yeah, she's annoyed so she, at you. She can hit you with the moon boot. Huh? <laughs> she's annoyed with you. She can just hit you with her moon boots. I mean, she does that anyway. She, she's got two crutches now as well to hit me Pop, with, you know. Just, so. She just poke you. <laughs> um. So, yeah, she's been at home. So when I oversleep, she just shouts. She's like, get up, get up. <laughs> it's my alarm. She just got, ah, ah, ah. Just start shouting. Yes. <laughs> but she also Not like that though. <laughs> I mean I mean during the week I I tend to do very well to snooze my alarm instead of turning it off by accident. Um but on the weekends I try not do that cuz she gets really mad because like the snoozing of the alarm disturbs her and then she wakes up early. So on the weekends I'm very cognizant of like turn off the alarm and then I still have the accidental go back to sleep in my Sh- head. So. Shani and Lenska the same person. See, I can put an alarm off and go back to bed. Oh, I can do I can snooze an alarm ten times and still go back to sleep. <laughs> Me like, too. No yeah. no problem. There are times when um 
you know, we were, we we're going to run or, or get up and I, I tease Lens because I said, I've set an alarm for eight. But she just looks mm. at me like, please don't. <laughs> please don't do this. <laughs> like, fine, I'll wait. <laughs> so, like, if your alarm goes off and Lenska wakes up and you snooze it and then she's just like, well, now I'm awake. Fuck this. Yeah. Your, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a horrible happen. existence, honestly. Yeah. That mm. sounds like a curse. It It is a curse. But, yeah. Um, yeah no, that, it doesn't happen all the time, but it can happen. I mean, I, I have this, um, I guess it's an amazing ability to like, I can wake up, be on my phone for half an hour and then go back to sleep. Like mm-hmm. no issues. We are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> it's a Portuguese thing. It has to be. Uh, really? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If you're listening if and you're Portuguese, let us know. If this yeah. is a, I want to know if you are able to fall back to sleep early. Is it in our genes? Is it part of yeah. our DNA? And... Why is it part of our DNA? What in our history gave us this, this amazing yeah, ability? We, <laughs> early explorers, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to explore for an hour on the ocean and go back to bed. <laughs> Wake me up when we see land. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that meme now. It's like, my alarm goes off. I sleep. Ronaldo scores a goal. I'm awake. <laughs> Shit. That's the Portuguese mantra. That's in our yeah. DNA. Like yeah. our DNA vibrates like a spidey sense when Ronaldo scores a it goal. Does. That's how it works. <laughs> I mean, is he I retiring feel a disturbance anytime soon? In the force. Good lord, I'm tired of these <laughs> vibrations. <laughs> Don't even need Too to be goals. watching soccer. Like, it's I just can no. be walking around the house. I vibrate. I'm like, oh, Portugal's winning. Done. <laughs> well, you can only hope. You don't know if that's the case, though. Yeah, exactly. I don't get vibrations yeah. when they concede. So you know, it's it's a bit of a yeah. bit of a gander. Um, Life's hard. Is yeah. it? Hold up. Isn't the World Cup happening this year? Uh, no, wait, what are we? 2022? No. Yeah. World Cup happened what? 20... Hold on, you might be right. It's usually an even year. It's either a Euro or a World Cup happening on the even Hold year. Hold on, 2010, 2014, 2018, 2022. You're right, yeah. There's wow. A World Cup I did not Surprise. know that was this... You know why I didn't know it was this year? It was because the Euro was last year. Because know, it was delayed it's, from it's 2020. It's super confusing, Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. But I, but I think it's only much later this year because it's meant to be held in Qatar. Yeah. Um, so, and this, so this is also uh, President Ronaldo's last attempt at a, a title. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I know. So it's scheduled to take place between 21st November and 18th December, yeah, because it's in it's in Qatar. So, like, they needed to change it because, like... The, November? What did you say? 21st November. To oh, geez, like, that is super late. Yeah, because, uh, well, they couldn't have it in the middle of the year because it would be fucking scorching hot there yeah. uh, in summer. So, yeah. Hectic. Yeah. Well, there you go. you got some uh, foosball to look forward to. I'm fucking excited. Year. Well, you know, yeah. we never know. The The year's got off to a weird start. We uh, have, you know, I'm pretty sure if you've watched the news, even just briefly, you've seen that um, Russia decided to invade Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It's all very, very terrifying um, and all very strange, I think. I don't think something like this has happened in our lifetime, something that threatens like world peace in this sort of yeah. way. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of terrifying to think that, you know, World War II doesn't feel like it was that. Mm. It feels like it was that long ago and it was. I mean, it's almost a century ago, but it's not that long mm. ago. Um, it feels yeah. like we haven't learned. It, it, it's weird. I've I've spoken to people. My dad made a good point. He's like, it almost feels like we as a society had like civilized past this sort of thing, 
and it's just yeah, strange it's that just this is probably to have it happening back, yeah. again. So, yeah. yeah, I hope it doesn't escalate further, and you know, I hope everyone in the Ukraine is keeping safe, and you know, as much as you can. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's uh, yep. it made um, it made this week feel strange because it was like getting hyped for video games, but also like, oh my God, are we Visible, watching yeah. the first salvo in what could be a prolonged like global conflict? So yeah. Yeah. Strange, it's strange just times. A, it's just a shit time in general. Cause even, you know, no one, nobody wins. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, no one there's always some ramification yeah. and it's just- People yeah. who aren't involved in big decisions just end up getting hurt. So yeah. yeah. Real bad. Real Not bad. a good time. Not a no. good time. Yeah. Story yeah. unfolding. Yeah, story unfold. Oh, well, they've already um, they've moved the UEFA Champions League. It was meant to be held in Saint Petersburg, the final this mm. year. Uh, Formula One cancelled their race in Russia in Sochi. Um, one of the Formula One teams actually, uh, they Haas. They're a they're a team owned by an American company, but their main sponsor is a Russian company, Urukali. Uh, and they, I mean, the the son of the guy who owns that company is one of their drivers. And during their final practice session yesterday, they stripped, they had to strip all the branding of that company off their car because their car basically <laughs> looked like a Russian flag. Uh, oh, hectic. So yeah, I'm very curious to see what the fuck happens in that situation. Cause I'm pretty sure a main sponsor with global ties to like a, the government doesn't, you know, it's yeah. not going to stand for like all of his stuff being taken off the car when he's supplying so much money to the team. So interesting yeah. times. Yeah. I wonder in an instance like that, like, because I mean, Formula One's big money. I mean, you're not yeah. going to live without a sponsor. I wonder how quick, for example, if you were to step away, how quick a replacement would be found. You know, you would if get people would who found, go, yeah. yeah, you would, I think you would get some people who go, oh, you know, here's like a very rare opportunity to have our company associated with Formula One. Or yeah. there's no one. And then what happens to Haas? Do they just just go on? I, like, I mean, yeah. to me, if I think about it, like Haas has been struggling as a team. And, uh, you know, the, the, the company that owns it, it's an American CNC company. They've just been bleeding money, putting money into this team. And like, I feel like... Yeah, if they lose the sponsor, it's done. Like it's that team's just gonna implode. So hectic. Yeah, yeah, very hectic. It's yeah, it's it's hectic now as well because like Chelsea is owned by a Russian guy. Well, half Israeli, half Russian, and there's like UK uh, members of parliament saying that his assets should be seized uh, because he has ties to the Russian government, stuff like that. Sure. So it's like, cool. My football team might implode. That's great. Good Lord. Real fun. Well. But no, you know what? Fun, that though. means nothing <laughs> compared to the people in poor. Yeah. Is it, is it, I don't want to say it's Kiev because Kiev's a different city, but the capital is no, K-Y-I-V, Kiev, Kiev. Yeah. Kiv? yeah. And I have no idea how to, how to pronounce it. <laughs> but yeah, I hope people are. Keeping safe. Keeping safe. And also just like, you don't have to be a war export expert on twitter it's fine you don't need to know everything about global politics you can just not say stupid shit yeah just you saying that because i've seen stupid not shit make on twitter some, not make dumb headlines either uh like wow. news 24 yeah no it <laughs> wasn't like, news 24 i mean not news 24 times sorry wow like legit that was one forget, of the most forget the 
Forget the the war happening Russia and, in Ukraine. In Russia. Ukraine. Tom Cruise is here. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise is in South Africa. It's like, oh, you, it's like what, how, like, how tone deaf are you? That's uh, yeah, it's almost like it's almost inconceivable. Like that someone yeah. would look at that and not immediately be like, "Hmm, this is gonna this is gonna be bit, bad." Yeah, I've seen one tweet going around from someone I have no fucking clue who it is, but they were like. I'm probably going to get cancelled for this, but we should appreciate this amazing time uh, with global oh, because we are getting such amazing like visual scenes. And it's just like she's talking about like the visual scenes from explosions and rockets. Like and it's like, fire. are you fucking like? Yeah, like, it's, are it's... you? Did you have a stroke before you tweeted this? <laughs> like, Shit. wow. Yeah, there's some wild takes. Yeah. I, I don't know. So things like that, I, I, I sit back and I just wonder, did, did you do this intentionally to, it, to it generate outrage? Or, or you legitimately say, That's stupid. Wow, like, this, is, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Just say, soak it up. Soak it's, it like up. Someone, it's like someone looking at like stills from 9-11 being like, wow, this is a tragedy, but also <laughs> such beauty. Just like, <laughs> are you fucking just, stupid? Like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, video games. Video games are a good distraction, and I hope mm-hmm. you can use them to distract yourselves from gestures and everything. You know. Yeah. The around. World, the around. At the moment. Um, so just very cool. quickly, uh, I finished Dark Souls Three this week. Great game. Huzzah! What a fucking great game. Um, I think I only missed two optional bosses. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there was one in an area that I didn't even touch because apparently the area is hidden behind a hidden wall. Fucking go figure. What area is that? In the corrupted garden, there's a fake wall that you can hit and then you end up in an area that is identical to the starting area from the game, but it's shrouded in darkness and you fight a different version of the first boss. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I did do that area. Yeah. I Totally I, I missed, missed I missed the dragon area. Um, so I did the dragon area, but I didn't beat the final boss there because that boss is some <laughs> bullshit. Holy crap. It's, it's like actual doo-doo water. Yeah, it's like it's another two-phase fight, but the first phase the first phase isn't hard. The thing is it's just annoying because you have to keep redoing it. And it's like mm. he's on a big wyvern, uh, and the camera just does not do well with this massive thing flying around. No, no. And the the first phase is super slow because like you can only hit him when he's on the ground and then you have to be super careful because he can like completely annihilate you. So it's like, I can wax this first thing, this first phase, but then I'm dying within a few seconds in the second one and then I have to redo this first phase all over again. Like, I was just like, after a while, I was like, fuck this. I'm I'm done with this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, great game. Otherwise, that final boss is phenomenal. And Mm. um, I got to dive into all the lore stuff this week and was fascinated to find out that the three games don't actually link up as intrinsically mm. as I thought. There's like hints from one that feature in three, but they aren't like a cohesive yeah, story like a from hardcore, one to the other. Sequel, yeah. yeah. They actually all, almost, they have like a similar framework. They remind me a lot of a Zelda where it's like there is a linking between these games and the <laughs> format of the games is the Let's same. See what you did there. <laughs> Uh, but um, the games themselves yeah. are completely yeah, it's, standalone. It's, it's a thing of almost, it's the same, you know, call it the same world, but either hundreds or thousands of years Apart, forward yeah. or back or, yeah. Um, yeah. All to it's, do with the linking of the flame. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, so you can say you played the the prequel to Elden Ring because mm-hmm. spoiler. We know, After we, we linking the flame, now you got to link the rings, <laughs> the link rings of the your rings. elders. Oh wow! Yeah, we we we've not been playing Elden Ring yet, but we will not yet. Yeah. By this time next week, have have some thoughts on it. I'm convinced. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, Dark Souls Three, <laughs> fucking great game. I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I also um just because I was testing it out, I started a new game on the Steam Deck and immediately went to Dexterity Build and immediately regretted not doing that for the whole game. Mm. Yeah. I don't know Real why fun. you why you went the sword and shield your I mean, snooze fest <laughs> for, for the for the for the final boss i basically had to change to dexterity build i mm. equipped my shield i put really light armor on and i just had a sword because i was like my dodges are not like i'm not dodging far enough to avoid mm. this guy's attacks like so and that's how yeah, i beat my, him it's great my, my thing is it's it wasn't so much a it is almost a thing of i didn't explicitly choose it because i was like yeah i want to do a dexterity build it is a thing of i just keep forgetting to use shields because mm. Bloodborne mm. and Sekiro were, <clears throat> you know, my first games before Dark Souls. So I, I I did try, I was like, oh, shield, cool. Then I just never used it. So mm. eventually I was like, well, I'm wasting my time. Let me just stick to, you know, the Bloodborne approach of you can't block, you just have to roll. Um, so yeah, my full dex build was, was a good time. I think it's definitely a better... You know, a lot of people say, oh, the shield is a get out of jail free card. And it is in some cases, but boy, there are like two or three bosses who are completely unforgiving of shield play. Mm. And then they force you to like break hours of muscle memory because the, you, mm-hmm. everything you've been doing up until then that works just does not work against them. Yeah, And that was mainly like the Abyss Watchers and the final boss for sure. And probably prince of Loderick as well like uh, oh, but then i play like the, well. the 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 dancer and i like, completely wax her because i don't I actually you. have to dodge you know? <laughs> I hate did you. you know you can fight the, the 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 dancer before the abyss watches yeah i think the game is structured <clears throat> it's That's weird crazy the game to me. is somewhat like, like the i mean the game you know quote unquote <clears throat> linear but it's that that thing of Almost like Demon Souls, you can choose which area you want to. But imagine you know, how underpowered you must be if you fight her that early. No, no, you just no, cry. That that just sounds like a bad time, like mm-hmm. a real bad time. And My then goodness. if you like playing for the first time and you don't know that she's not meant to be fought there, you just keep going back and you're like, mm. "What the fuck is this game?" Like, yeah, yeah, great game, it's a good time, good time. yeah, good time. very good time. I enjoyed but, thoroughly. It was like a 25-hour thing. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So basically a third of what Elden Ring is, which is might, well, fucking you, crazy you to that, me. But is it even a third? I mean, Elden Ring, we've got people who've played... 80-something uh, like hours 80 hours, like, oh, I haven't finished it. <laughs> Reviews are, are phenomenal. It's like the highest-reviewed yep, from so, game by a wide margin. Um, yeah, um, so if, if you've been sleeping under a rock, Elden Ring has scored many a 10 I think unless it's changed, it's sitting on a ninety-seven yep, on Metacritic and Open Critic. So it's Open yeah. Critic's highest rated game. It's in Metacritic's top ten. Um, mm. Yeah, nothing's ever gonna usurp. I think the ninety-nine for Ocarina of Time, but also gaming journalism was a very different thing back then. Mm. So yeah, yep, still good time, good time. Yeah, but I mean, you did- to 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 get a game that reaches that high. I mean, the only recent examples are like. Breath of the Wild and GTA mm. 5. Uh, so it's in that pantheon of like 
unbelievable what, games, you know. Where, where did Red Dead Redemption 2 I think Red sure Dead Redemption also, was like a 95 or 96 oh, Okay, so it's still up yeah. there, but not, not, not in 97 territory. Mm. But interestingly, you, you did preface our main discussion uh, for today earlier by saying you tried Dark Souls 3 on your little Steam Deck. Um, interesting, interesting. Have you, uh, have you been playing with a little Steam Deck? Look at this lad. <laughs> My God, he's so big. He's so <laughs> big. big. He's taken up the whole, like, like frame of my camera. And the camera's, like, really struggling to focus because it's reflecting the camera back at it, which is real funny. Look at Looks that. Like you I'm making a, a mirror. You've got a Steam Deck, deck head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've been messing around with the Steam Deck for, like, probably, like, three weeks now, so close to a month. Yeah, you've had it for quite a while. Yeah, I've had it for quite a long time. Um, it's good. I, you know, I think by now, uh, by the time you're listening to this, you've if you've been interested in the Steam Deck, you've probably read some reviews. Um, maybe you've read my review on GameSpot. I uh, hope mm-hmm. you did because that review was like the fucking longest review I've ever written on that website. <laughs> it was in-depth. In your life, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's also some great reviews from, you know, uh, much larger tech sites like Linus Tech Tips, uh, Games mm. Nexus, The Verge has one up. And I was surprised to see such a divisive uh, opinion of it, um, mostly oh, okay. yeah, coming down to software. Um, I think I was a bit more forgiving on software just because of the rapidness at which Valve has been updating things. Like the Steam Deck, since I got it, has received like a system update maybe every day or every two oh, days, wow. um, fixing sure. loads of things each time. I mean, to the point where Linus complained about a couple of software things that were then patched by Valve last night after the review oh, wow. embargo dropped. So okay. that's that's the rapidness at which it's happening. Um, and, you know, some people see that as like maybe it's, la- it's you know, launching it a bit unfinished. And mm. I don't disagree there. I think a lot of your games will not work on Linux as is right now. Um, and the process for installing Windows is impossible right now because the graphics driver for the AMD chip for Windows doesn't exist yet or isn't released yet. Um, <laughs> and loading additional launches is a fucking pain in the ass. It, well, for me, it was impossible. I um, Last weekend, I spent a good eight, nine hours messing around with Terminal and Linux documentation and stuff too. And I, I had to factory reset the Steam Deck three times because I broke things in the process. Oh my God. Um, and eventually I got EGS installed and then it didn't launch. And now I was like, I'm going to throw this thing out the window. And I you, know, it's, you know, it's hilarious though, is that now that it, well, it's, it's sort of dripping into the wild, right? Because it's not freely available. Yeah, um, it's, it's weird. They're like, we launched, but their launch is basically like, we've emailed the people who order, first yeah. pre-ordered, you know, to pay for their order. So oh, I don't pay, know if yeah. they're going to get it <laughs> within the next two or three weeks even, so. But the point I'm getting at is that there's going to be some person who will do it and put together the easiest guide. But like, yep. here, here's, here's a, a five-step five minutes to do it's, it's, it's gonna happen I like <laughs> i i even mentioned it in my review i was just like i struggled with this but i'm pretty sure but by, by the time you get your hands on it there's going to be a foolproof like method to do it yeah um but yeah i think it's it's just these are the the small things you need to be aware of because i think the the steam deck was pitched as like you can do anything on this thing and yes that is totally true but it is 100 percent tuned 
specifically for SteamOS and to feel like a console experience in that regard. Yeah. And in that regard, I think it's a pretty phenomenal device. Like mm. it links, it linked up with my Steam library um, flawlessly. Like I logged in, whatever, felt great. The games that are Steam Deck verified. So that's games that Valve has um, authenticated to work well on Proton, which is like a compatibility layer on Linux to play um, Windows games. Uh, it works well and they pass like certain quality checks like the game just launches. It doesn't have like a in-between launcher that you have to interact with to get it running. Um, okay. You know, it, it picks up the controller well, stuff like that. Um, and then there's some games that are just labeled as playable. So that means that like they don't meet all those quality checks, but they're still playable on Proton. And then there's a bunch that are completely unplayable. So VR games are one of them. Uh, a lot of online games <laughs> straight up don't work uh, because of uh, incompatibility with things like Easy Anti-Cheat and Battle Spy, you know, all the anti-cheat uh, software. Okay, yeah. sure. So like you can't play PUBG, can't play Fortnite, can't play Rust, can't play... Uh, that is that is a know, weird one Can't play me. Apex Fortnite's, Legends. Yeah. Fortnite specifically feels like... Oh, even Apex. Wow, okay. Mm -hmm. that's a I, Well, at least with Apex, that's coming because that uses Epic's easy anti-cheats, so that will get patched. But I know Tim Sweeney said that they are not planning to patch Fortnite to work on the Steam Deck, which to me makes sense. That They're is, like, why are we going to yeah. support a device made by... Our Greatest competitor, like fuck that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I hear that, but it's still it's it feels it's a bit weird. garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah it feels weird garbage. that you wouldn't support Fortnite, which can be played on a mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I played a bunch of games that were just playable, uh, not Steam Deck verified, and they ran fine. Like Cyberpunk, I uh, ran on this thing. So I I guess that's the thing. Like this thing is powerful. Like it's got sixteen gigs of RAM. It's got an RDNA 2 uh, GPU, so that's the same GPU architecture as the um, Xbox Series X and PS5. It's got a Ryzen 2 CPU, so not the most recent CPU architecture, but it's still, like, really, really fast. Um, and it just... It's surprising how well it fucking, like, deals with modern games. Like, uh, Resident Evil Village was running at its original presets, so medium settings or whatever. Uh, and that thing was running at 50 to 60 frames per second, like on a handheld. Like that wasn't mm. possible on some consoles last year when the game launched. Um, yeah. God it's of War God of War runs at uh, original settings. So that's the original PS4 settings at a locked 30, like no problem. Mm. Um, I played The Witcher 3 yesterday at 60 frames per second. I was playing... <laughs> Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 at a locked thing uh, on this thing. Like it's ridiculous. And the good, the, the the impressive thing is you can tone down your settings like according to, yeah. to like yeah a mixture of low and medium ones. And because the screen is seven inches, you know it's it's a twelve hundred by eight hundred resolution, which is really nice. But because it's seven inches, you're far more unlikely to notice very minute changes in detail levels as you would on a much bigger display. Mm. So you can turn down like settings and games still look really, really good and then run really well, you know, at yeah. the same time. Um, running these like very modern games, though, it fucking punishes the battery. Like if you're playing yeah, a God sure. of War or Cyberpunk, this thing's not lasting more than two hours, um, which <laughs> that, I mean, yeah. 
you know, the switch is the same. So I didn't. No, you the know, switch is more than two hours. Like, the look, it's the not, switch it's playing not like, Breath of the Wild gets like three, maybe. Yeah, like, three, three, maybe four. And the average game, I'd say maybe like five-ish, four, five-ish. Yeah. But uh, the but I mean, I'm you so can get, you can get high. Like I was playing Splunky two. I was getting about six hours. I played yeah. Celeste. I got about eight. So it's really yeah. dependent on no, the the game that you play. The, you only, the only reason I, I, I'm like gasping is purely because the Steam Deck is a big boy. It's oh, a, it is a it's super chunky. It's a chunky and, lad. Yeah, and like understandably, it's because there's there's some big processing power in there. But the back of mine, I'm like, damn, I hope this stuff's a big battery in there as well. Yeah, Which, I mean, you know, there is a big battery, but I yeah. think when, you, when you're when pumping it with the sort of demanding games that exactly. you can. Exactly, it's the nature you know, of... Yeah, yeah, it's just... But there, there, there's cool things you can do, like um, you can, at a system level, uh, on the quick settings, you can limit like the Steam Deck's uh, maximum TDP, so the maximum power it's allowed to draw. You can set its GPU clock to run at a static level. So there are ways you can like really fine-tune how you want the battery mm. to perform um, yeah. if you're into it, which is... See, but that's, that's cool. Yeah, it, it, it's cool because it's like you've got this console-level experience, but also you're still running a PC and Valve is like not shying away from the fact that like, yeah, you can... If you're really keen on getting stuck into this, you can really do anything you want with this thing. Um, and if you don't, then SteamOS is a pretty user-friendly layer that just lets you play the games that you want when you want type of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the hardware is really nice. Um, so, like, it's big, but it's really ergonomic. Um, yeah. I find that it sits in my hand really, really comfortably. Like, my fingers rest on the, um, I guess you could call them shoulder buttons or the indent mm. buttons on the back, like, naturally. The triggers feel very good. The thumbsticks are phenomenal. They're symmetrical, so they're not like the Switch, but I think that's actually mm. better for a, a device this size. I think having the th the right thumbstick down on this would actually be worse because yeah. the thumbstick sits exactly where they need to be when I'm trying to grip this thing in a comfortable way. Yeah. Um, and the face buttons aren't far from them. So I'd, I never feel like I'm reaching for anything uh, on this, and I never feel like I have to adjust my... Uh, my grip mm. while I'm playing this, which is good because all my focus is on how heavy it is. Like <laughs> this is something that I played That's mostly arms with my so arms, big. you know, on a surface <laughs> because when I played it in bed, like above my head, I was like 10 minutes in, I was like, I can't do this. This is also, way too heavy. If you, if you drop it, you'll actually die. <laughs> yeah. Might, might actually die. Yeah. So it is a hazard in that way, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it is it is very heavy and there's no getting away from that. I think it weighs like 669 grams where the Switch weighs only 400. So mm. it's a good like 30% more, yeah, which makes OLED, a, a big difference. Like, yeah, this, the Switch Switch lights obviously, you know, very light. Switch OLED, still very heavier, portable, yeah. but a bit heavier than you'd expect. So to have it heavier than that. Uh, yeah. Oof, yeah. No, no. But, the, the thing is, I find this more comfortable to use than a Switch because like, the switch is so flat, like exactly, it needs yeah. that like vice grip to actually get play on this. This is like <laughs> the sculpt grip. at the back. The sculpt at the back is basically like they maybe looked at all the third party covers that the switch had and were like, oh, all of those are putting sort of like hand sculpts at the back. And that, yeah, that honestly makes make the biggest difference. Um, mm. You know, the, it, it just feels comfortable. I would, I, I would love a switch with this sort of sculpt, put it that way. Mm. 
Um, oh, time to get so, yeah. the third party cover. <laughs> the uh, the screen's nice. The bezels are a bit thick, which is a bit disappointing. So like, yeah, yeah, you can actually see on the renders on the side. There's those black bars, yeah. especially on the sides. They're very thick. Um, so yeah, that's disappointing. But the thumbsticks are so nice. Like mm. the thumbsticks here are better than anything I've tried on the PS5 on the Xbox Series X controller, and they just feel very responsive. They they full size thumbsticks as well, so they're not like the Switch's mobile ones. So they're mm. way more accurate and comfortable to use. And they've got these little like capacitive touch pads on top of each of them, so you can mm-hmm. do really cool things in the software. Like you can enable gyro assisted aiming, uh, which I quite like in first person shooters. Um, mm. But you can you can set it so that the gyro aiming only kicks in when your finger your uh, finger is resting on the right stick for example so if i'm pressing okay. buttons and moving the console inadvertently the console is smart enough to know okay you're messing with something i'm not going to adjust your aim because you're actually not trying to aim uh, currently okay. you know what i mean sure but if my my finger's on the right stick then clearly i'm trying to aim so it's going to enable gyro assisted aiming and those are like okay. little creature comforts that i i'm going to miss on like traditional consoles and you know i think Sony and Microsoft can learn a lot from the design yeah. of this thing. Um, Interesting. So yeah, it, it's it's great. I think it's a really, really powerful device. I don't think it's something that um, replaces your desktop gaming PC because it's nowhere near as powerful to do that. Um, but if you've got a lot of uh, uh, you know Steam games or you just want to dip your toes into PC gaming but don't want the fuss of having to deal with like building a pc and then like troubleshooting all the fucking issues with that Mm. you can get this it's like yes there are some growing pains because it's linux and you know not all your games are going to work off the bat but i think uh i i've seen enough to be confident that valve is going to continue down this path i don't think this Mm. is something they just abandon so yeah yeah i'm pretty confident that you'll be happy if you have an order with with yeah yeah I think I think that for me is also one of the biggest draw cards. Like personally, I, I I wouldn't buy the Steam Deck because like I've got the powerful PC, I've got the Switch for my indie stuff and my Nintendo stuff. But I think if I were, you know, if I were to just splurge and treat myself, the fact that I could buy a portable device that just mm. has my entire Steam library from the get go, um, like that's really cool. And I was saying to one of my colleagues yesterday, the fact that I could, you know, arguably play on my Steam. Uh, play Steam on my PC and then, you know, go go out somewhere or climb into bed and pick straight up where I left off. Like that's really really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the big draw for me. I I feel like yes, the Steam Deck costs as much and in some cases more than a Switch. But I'm going to mm. be using this a lot more than my Switch. It's, I think like, it's more more versatile in that regard. I mean, way more and versatile, even yeah. even if if you want to get into you know some nerdy gritty stuff. Steam sales are way better than Nintendo sales. Yeah. You can pick up yeah. some of the best games for like ludicrously cheap, you know, whether it's a year or five years later. Where that's the if thing. I look, if I look at the Switch now, how much does Breath of the Wild cost? Yeah. Games five years old, it's still nearly full price. Like I love it to pieces, but I mean, I, I don't really see myself a... using my Switch outside of exclusives now. Exclusives because like now, yeah. third party games I'll buy on Steam because then I can play them on my desktop and on the Steam. Exactly. Deck. Like yeah. it to me it's a no brainer. And they'll run better. Like they yeah. straight up will. Um so like, you know, 
the convenience factor for the Switch is always there where I like I bought Hades on Switch instead of PC mm. because I wanted it there. Now I can buy it on Steam, have it on desktop and there, have it saves, you know, migrate seamlessly and it will run at like a locked 60 or while looking mm. better on the Switch. So like, I mean, on, on the Steam Deck. So yeah, yeah it's... um. You know, I don't think the Steam Deck is coming to eat Nintendo Switch's lunch, and I don't think Nintendo's going to be worried about the Steam Deck no. because I think they are ultimately operating on two different SKUs. But as someone mm. who now owns both, I know which one I'm going to play yeah, with th- more. Yeah, yeah, I think there, there's a specific, you know, if we were to draw a Venn diagram, there's the people in the mm. middle like you who will lean more towards um, Steam Deck than Switch now, mm. which is mm. fun, you know. Um, but yeah, it's... It's and I'm I'm quite surprised by how affordable it is. Like, yeah. Look, I know I know five twenty nine or six forty nine dollars isn't you know it's more expensive than a PS five and Xbox mm-hmm. Series X. You know if, if you're going for the top end one, but the fact that it's basically a portable PC. I mean, um, yeah, that it is. It's it, yeah, which which will play. <laughs> like it sounds silly, but you'll play. You can play the entire Xbox library on yeah. Steam Deck. If you load um, Windows on this thing when the drivers are available and the performance is okay like i can't speak to that then yeah we'll run i mean you could you could take this around you connect it to an external display and use it as a a word processing device as a you know a laptop i mean it's got the same specs as many cheap ultra books mm-hmm. uh, and it costs half as much um yeah, and is, its closest competitors crazy. like the ia neo uh which have very similar specs or whatever they cost like a thousand three hundred dollars so mm. like valve is making uh, they must be taking a huge fucking hit mm, on on the yeah. hardware costs of this thing, um, and and hoping that people buy this and just buy more software because it doesn't make sense for it to be this cheap for for no. what it offers. No. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's quite something. And I, I will I say think- though, if you are aiming on buying it, I would greatly recommend the highest tier one. Mm. Uh, I know that you can expand the storage on these things with micro SD cards, but. Um, the NVMe SSD is just easier to work with. And also micro SD cards that get up beyond like 512 gigs are fucking expensive. Like mm. you are spending at that point close to like $100, $150, sometimes $200 on just the micro SD card. So why not just, just buy the, just buy the yeah. bigger, yeah. I yeah. To me, that is the the way to go. I, mm. I still would not touch the $400 one because I think mm. EMMC internal storage is, absolute garbage and 64 gigs is not even enough to install half of doom eternal like <laughs> you need to consider that pc games the pc games uh, you're downloading from steam they're mm. still you know developers who put these games on steam are under the impression that it's going to work on any pc so you're downloading mm. 4k assets even though you're not yeah. going to use them pc games are big like really huge, really big yeah. so yeah i i would i would spend the extra $250 and get the much bigger mm. and much faster memory. So yeah. Yeah, if if you're going for the $400 one for example to play indie games, buy a Switch. That's <laughs> mm. me I'm not willing. That's a Switch Lite territory. Yeah. Steam yeah. Steam Deck's not what you're looking at. The 529 um, one with 250 gig uh SSD. I think that's a good one. I think you just got to be like aware of the fact that you're either going to keep a very small library on there or mm. you are just going to invest in a micro SD card. Yeah. See, but, my, um, my, my thing is that it's fine now, um, but like in a year or two, as games continue to get bigger, like I don't know, yeah. install sizes just continue to grow. The, so The thing I'd like to see is like 
developers like putting out, you know, sort of like how Microsoft does smart delivery where it's like, okay, it identifies you playing on this console. So it's going to download this version of the game and only play this version of the game. You know, I would like there to be a way for me to say, okay, I want to download Doom, but I don't want to download 4K uh assets you know what i mean yeah um yeah. i just want the oh yeah you just want like the the you know quote, the 1080p assets you know <laughs> that yeah. maybe keeps the the price um or the size much lower um yeah. yeah i would like that uh and hopefully maybe that's the thing they can do in the future and i don't necessarily think that's on valve to do that's more a developer thing like mm. you know valve can't enforce that sort of functionality um but yeah, we'll sure. see. It's a cool, it's a cool device. Cool. It's a Would real you... pity that it's not launching in South Africa. Um, I don't think uh, that it ever will because we never got mm. the Valve Index here. We never got the Steam controller here. So I really don't think it's ever going to come here, which is a real shame. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a cool device. If you are able to get it from overseas and you want it, then yeah. Make a plan. The only thing I'll say um, about the Steam Deck from like my my one question mark is it's it is a portable, uh, you know, for, for lack of a better description, it's basically like a laptop in a handheld. Um, I wonder how it ages. I don't know, you know, in a year or two or three years, what will that battery look like? How will, will it still perform as, you know, it did out the box? Yeah, that's like, a good I, point. I, I, yeah. I don't know because... And like I've got a switch now that's about five years old, and it's it, the fan's a little bit noisy, but still works like a charm. No, no issue. So, and in my experience, having used many a laptop in my in my lifetime, those things tend to age. Um, mm. You know, which is just it's not 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 trying to knock the the Steam Deck, but I do wonder, you know, what does it look like in three years? Yeah. You, yeah. If you're telling me the battery life now is two hours on God of War, like shit, <laughs> in three to four years, uh, you I don't know, you're going to look at what, like an hour, if that's maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. we'll see. But I, I'm glad Valve have have done this. I think it's been a quite a fruitful thing for them. And I think people will pick up a Steam Deck. And I'm keen to see, like, I can't tell you I'm going to rush out and buy this edition. But maybe if there's a Steam Deck 2 or revision, maybe a Steam Deck Lite. I don't know. Like, I'd be keen to investigate further from my side. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my two cents. <laughs> no, I get it. And I, I totally agree with you. I think that's, um, I think that's, that's probably what I'd advise people to do as well. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Cool. cool. Steam Deck. It fun. <laughs> Steam Deck fun. Yeah. Uh, you know Shoot. what else is fun? Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> Horizon? No. Sorry, Forbidden West. Horizon Shit. Forbidden West. Why do you like this? The, the other one. Sorry. The other one. So yeah, I'm not going to spend too long on it because I see we, we spent some, so a good chunk of time on that. Well, I want to hear mostly your thoughts because I've played a little bit more of this, but still like nowhere near enough to really update thoughts from last week. But you've played yeah, a, I mean, a casual 30 hours of this more. now. Mm. Mm. I'll let you just sape your water yeah, there, you know. Sape my water. Mm. Um, yeah, I've played a a lot of Horizon over the last week, uh, thirty hours, which which is a long time um, to put into a game. You know, um, it's just a, it's just five hours more than my entire Dark Souls three. Entire experience, Dark Souls so, you know. playthrough, yeah. Um, but I've 
for for context, the when I pull up the game menu, it says I've only done thirty percent of the game. Um, but that's because I am really taking my time. I'm poking around in all corners of the map. I'm doing just about every side quest I come across. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is because I'm really enjoying the game. Uh, I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. I played it about maybe two or three years after it originally launched. Um, it platinumed it because <laughs> I liked Same, it that yeah. much. Same. And uh, coming to Forbidden West, uh, I will say it it it's very much the same kind of game. Like there's no, to me, there's no huge evolution. Um, you know, bar some additional things like you you can now glide from a the side of a cliff, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very breath of the wild. Uh, but other than some some of those things, it's still very much the same game, which is not a bad thing. It's ultimately Aloy. Uh, doing her thing, hunting down machines, trying to save the world from uh, going extinct at the hand of machines. Um, hate to see yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hate to see it. Um, but yeah, if, if if you loved the combat of the first game, for example, it's it's very much the same affair here, where you've got everything from bows to trip casters to trip wires and all sorts of tools to take down. You know, a variety of machines where, on, in that regard, there are some old returning favorites. Like I mm. took down a Thunderjaw, felt good. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but then there are some new baddies to, to figure out. And I think why Horizon is so addictive is that it's not a matter of you just rocking up, you know, in a valley and shooting an arrow at a machine. And that's mm. that, you know, mm. maybe some of the smaller ones. But when it comes to the bigger the bigger fair you you need a strategy and you need to know how to you know take them out what to aim for that sort of thing and there's there's intent behind what you need to do which is very cool um yeah. i don't i don't think there's too many new weapons that i've seen there's only one i mentioned to you or and it wasn't you it was somebody else which i don't think was in the first game it's basically a it's almost like a saw blade that you charge up and you throw oh yeah uh, that wasn't in the first yeah, game yeah that that wasn't in the first game um, the idea is you're meant to throw it at the machine and it bounces back and you're meant to try catch it. Oh, um, that sounds cool, then, like a frisbee almost. Like yeah, a, and then on, uh-uh. on the third the third throw, it's meant to explode, except I don't know if I'm doing something wrong that projectile is way too quick for me to catch. But yeah. Sounds there, like wind jammers, but for like Horizon Zero. <laughs> for Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Shit, that um, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm enjoying the game. My only real criticisms come down to weirdly enough what the first game was criticized for that is just it's platforming is actual garbage <laughs> it's, yeah it's platforming and climbing mountains it's it's such a weird thing because you can see them adding that paraglider for example and mm. the it's not called the grapple hook the the pool cast uh, whatever the hell pool, it's called yeah pool cast yeah like them adding that is a hundred percent thing of cool. We need to make, you know, uh, platforming and exploration a little bit more seamless. You know, you yeah. don't want to put somebody at the top of the mountain and then make them have to climb down again. Let's just let them jump off the side and paraglide off like yeah. a breath of the wild. Um, but man, the as much as I've been loving the the minute to minute combat and exploration, you know, just running through the world. Anytime there's, you know. It, it comes to jumping from ledge to ledge or figuring out how to do something like that. It's, it's painful. Like the game mm. does not get that right. Um, mm. Which is strange because you almost want to be like, Hey gorilla, if only there were another studio owned by PlayStation that deals 
like almost exclusively in exploring, <laughs> I don't know, ancient tombs and, uh, you know, sites like that. Yeah, just hit know. them up for a bit of help, you know. Just like uh, hit up Naughty Dog. Be like, how, how do you guys deal with the climbing ledges and whatnot? Because mm. I think that would be a big help. Um, I think the thing that, that disappoints front. me most about that is like, from the pre-release trailers, it seemed like they had adopted a much more free-form climbing uh, system. It's, and it's and, super and not. It's not. Like, it's it's really like not. you can still only climb where we want you to climb. Like, what what confuses me there, so if you look at Breath of the Wild or any modern-day Assassin's Creed, like you can literally climb any surface. It doesn't yeah. matter. You, you can just walk up to a cliffside and... Avil or Link will through some sorcery climb up. I mean, in Assassin's Creed, it, it's done in a way that it looks like, no, they're actually grabbing, you know, mm. holds with their hands and whatever. They, they're legit scaling mm. this wall. With Horizon, you kind of think that's, you know, based, based like you said, based on the trailers, that's kind of what it's going to be. Mm. Um, but it's not. You you walk up to a cliffside, you scan, and it's like, oh, there's a very specific path up here. Yeah. And what blows my mind is sometimes I go up a path and then I inexplicably hit a dead end. I'm like, yeah. why? It's, <laughs> why it, is this It's here? really weird. And, and just like the actual feeling of climbing strange, like I don't know why, but it bugs me that when you want to jump to something that's behind you, you need to press an entirely different Circle. button. That, yeah, it's... And to me, I'm and like, if, but why? Like... Yeah, if you want to what? drop down, also it's not the same button; it's a third button now. It's it just feels clunky. It, you know, and it feels like we're nitpicking. But when so many other games get this right, you know, it's become second nature for it to to feel a certain way and work in a certain way. Well, it just feels old by comparison. The only reason, yeah. yeah, the only reason I'm nitpicking it is because that was one of the glaring criticisms Issues, of the yeah. first game. Yeah. It's like, no, the game's good, but. Okay, people are saying it's not Breath of the Wild, but <laughs> we're not saying that. Um, but it, it's a thing of how did you not address this head on? Like, mm. I don't know, the rest of the game in my 30 hours, it's really good. Like if you loved Horizon, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the platforming is bad, don't play this game. It's mm, it's mm. not that old. It's it really just a, it is nitpicking. It's a minor hiccup in what is an mm. otherwise, you know, stellar game experience. It's just weird that that is one of the glaring omissions from the first game and you don't tackle that head on. It's a bit, I don't what do you, know. I what do you think about strange. Aloy? I'm, I'm struggling to kind of connect with Aloy so far in the sequel because firstly, she just seems so detached from everyone she's, else in the world. She feels like she's, I don't know. I, I don't want to say she's better than them, but like feels like their concerns aren't her concerns because she's on a greater mission quote unquote yeah. it's it's interesting because i've also seen that criticism and i th I think i'd argue that contextually it it makes sense so mm. spoilers for those of you who haven't played the first game block ears aloy is the clone of a scientist called elizabeth sobek mm -hmm. um and you end up seeing more of her in this game through you know holograms and videos whatever and elizabeth had that exact personality like there's one specific scene that comes to mind where a guy just outright says like man like you really don't have any friends and it's a, it's almost like an on-the-nose thing of maybe it's just a personality thing like elizabeth and aloy have you know they, they have their their mission and they're very almost like not narrow-minded but um 
hyper-focused on what they're mm, trying to do, mm. which means no time for anyone else. Mm. But that being said, sometimes, like I completely hear you, Aloy sometimes comes across as very, very distant, very uh, like not moot, I guess is maybe the... Right, I almost right feel like term, I don't know. like embarrassed that I'm controlling her at times because I'm like, <laughs> wow, you're just fucking rude. Like, but but sometimes she she genuinely surprises me. Like I I had a a moment happen in the game where I, I laughed out loud because it was a thing of you free some prisoners and then she's like, okay, you got to get out of here. I'm gonna go um, take on this bad guy, and then they're like, what? That that's like a death wish. And she without bat, batting an eyelid, she's like, "Yeah, for the bad guys." I was like, oh, <laughs> "That's funny." Like you've got a sense of she's humor. Got, she's quirky, yeah. She's quirky, but and I, I hear you. It is it is a bit weird how she seems um, distant and very much like you know. I suppose the way you've said it better than other people, uh, but. I think it's an intentional personality thing. Um, the, it's, I, the other thing that it, bugs me a lot is like she just talks too much. When she talks a lot, <laughs> when, when you're out in the not 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 in conversations with M- NPCs, I think those are actually really nice. They scripted really well. They animated incredibly mm. well. I feel like in the open world, her talking to herself stuff, which is meant to be like I guess feedback to the player is mm. just way too much like i think it might be too much in some instances but other times it's very helpful where mm. it's almost it's actually amazing the level of detail that um gorilla have put in where if you're trying to do a side mission for example i'm not going to have a, a specific one but i've had moments i'm like i don't know what i meant to do or whatever mm. and then aloy like actually says maybe i should try doing that and i go oh okay that thank thanks for that hot tip like i think in that regard it's nice that some consideration has been put into have you, that have you um, never found that to be like for me i i get what you're saying like and i agree but i feel like that that dialogue triggers too quickly so it doesn't give me enough time so, to try and figure something out maybe before it's just like listen you're fucking stupid here's the solution <laughs> maybe I, I don't know i can't say it's been a a glaring thing for me but mm-hmm. i mean i don't know may, maybe it was at the beginning i've just forgotten i've, I've put too many too many hours into this i game mean yeah if, if it doesn't bug you it doesn't bug you i just i just felt like like i'm walking in an area and i'm like 10 seconds into like okay let me look around and Ella was like i should probably go there and i'm like uh Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I was well, I was getting there. I was getting there, you know. What I what I will say is that so fighting that thunder jaw was part of a side quest, and then there was somebody helping her out. And then they ba- I can't remember if it was her or, or this dude, but they basically said like, "Oh, we should use the weapons from these darned ravagers to help us fight this thing." And I'm like, "Okay, that's cool, but where? Like, I, I don't know what you, what you're re- referring to." And I've had that sometimes where. She'll she'll say something in the heat of it like oh I should do this I'm like but how but how how, <laughs> where? how do I do this where where's this thing you're referring to like maybe in that instance it triggers mm. and I'm like I haven't seen that thing myself and it's just you know mm. programmed in to say it at this point in the fights whatever um, so yeah I, I guess I, I can I can see where you're coming from I do like yeah. Ashley Birch's um, mm. voice uh, voiceover work I think she embodies Aloy really well and. Mm. I I generally enjoyed Ashley Birch's uh, um, work, so yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty good. Yeah, but uh, overall, I mean, I'm, I'm still. It's funny because I'm not not early days, but I'd say maybe I'm like a third of the, the way through the game. Um, so I've still got lots to do. 
but yeah overall i'm really enjoying it like there's a reason i've put in so much time into it because i just can't get enough of it it's it's just fun to poke around that world and good lord is it is it pretty yeah it's gorgeous pretty as Absolutely a picture gorgeous it's, game one of the best, I'd say, one of the best, if not the best looking mm. PS5 game at the, the moment. It's, it's weird. There's sometimes where I look at it and I'm like, this almost seems like what Zero Dawn looked like. And then because mm. I've been testing Zero Dawn on the Steam Deck, I've played a little bit. So I'm like, oh no, that's just yeah. that's just my memory. I think it's my memory melding think, the exactly. art direction of this to be the same, but like Zero Dawn did not have this detail. Mm. So yeah, it yeah. is. it's definitely not looking like the same game. It is just, like pushing the envelope in terms of technical stuff. So yeah, it's really yeah. good. I still think the grass looks stranger though. The, the grass, grass that you hide in mm. looks weird. Oh, the red grass. Looks like hair. Mm. Strange. <laughs> I mean, that's the idea, right? That's why Aloy uh, blends Ma- in so well. Makes the controller hair. vibrate very, very nicely though. I do like those little touches. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, yeah. the feeling of the bow feels quite nice with the controller. It's 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 mm. good. There's a lot of nice, nice details there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I- Doubt I'll uh, finish it by next episode. Why not? I, I dare think you. The next next time we talk about it, uh, will probably be like an actual review of. Mm. I give this game a, a thumbs up, or th- it's it's probably a thumbs. I up. I give this uh, game one hairy knee. <laughs> one hairy knee out of two. Yeah. It's a, it's, a it's bad okay. game is a waxed hairy knee. No hair. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> How have we not introduced this uh, scoring <gasps> system? <laughs> you should. You know what you should do. The, the, listen, this is a free tip for carving mm-hmm. a knee shot for yourself. You should apply the wax in a number shape on your leg. And when you want to reveal the number, you just pull the strip and then the hole that it leaves in your hair is the score. Is the score. The I mean, I can review a game like every three months then. Fucking cool. I tell you, <laughs> people will, will tune in for that score reveal. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> you could like, no, that's turn it into I don't a even GIF. talk about the game. I just say... Yeah, I played Horizon. Here's the here's the reveal. Nine out of ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, tell oh you that's God. a niche. That's when you become a millionaire. Oh. Remember, I gave you that. Is that it a? Idea. Would you say it's a niche? Oh, get out of here! Get out! You did it, here. not me. Cool, but that's Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I've just looked at the time. We we need to fly. Through, yes, through yes. let us move on to game releases um i do think there are quite a few uh this week let me just pull up the list i think the big one obviously is gran turismo that's out this week can you believe it um, oh my god yeah so we are looking at games <laughs> coming out from february 28th which is well from february 26th which is today all the way up to March, oh, let me just get the calendar open. March 4th. Uh, oh, wow. There's quite a few. Okay. All of those. Okay. Shadow Warrior 3 coming out PC, PS4, Xbox One. That's a sort of like a Doom-like shooter. Uh, very fast, mm-hmm. arcade shooter. Conan Chop Chop. It's like a arcade oh, action game. Yeah. It looks quite There's cute. There's a demo, the demo on Switch. As oh, well, is there? I'm mistaken. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, March 1st. Puzzle Quest 3, PC, iOS, and Android, March 1st. LX2, which I'm shocked that this game has a sequel so quickly. Um, uh, basically coming out on all consoles except Switch, March 1st. Far Changing Tides, which is the sequel to Far... Uh, what was it called? Far, I think, Beyond Shore or something like that. It's like a yeah. it's like a really... I'd, I would say like a chill survival indie game sort of thing. Okay. 
Nice. Uh, pants quest. Nice. The quest is when you pants. look for your pants in the morning. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming <laughs> to PC March 1st. Uh, Little Orpheus coming to PC, PS4, PS5, basically everything March 1st. Uh, is that the one? Just trying to think if that's the... There was like a, a horror game that came out this week that was... Okay, no, it's not this. Uh, it's like a horror game that, that got uh, reviews this week that is like... Oh, that's called Martha is Dead. That's right. That's yeah, like that's... got some like yeah. hectic content in it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Instruments of Destruction coming to Steam Early Access on PC March 1st. Mm-hmm. Zombie Rollers with a Z. Pinball Heroes. PC and Switch March 2nd. Uh, mm-hmm. 35 millimeter. I assume that's how it's said. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, March 2nd. Uh, a musical story. That's the whole title. Nice. Uh, Come to it's all consoles and mobile, March 2nd. Babylon's Fall, that game that everyone was stoked about, then it turned out to be a live service game, and then it looked even worse. Uh, coming to PC, PS4, and PS5, March 3rd. Uh, Behold the Three, coming to PC, March 3rd. And then the two two big ones for this week, uh, Gran Turismo oh, 7 coming to PS4 and PS5 March 4th and also and Triangle Strategy, Strategy coming to Switch uh, March 4th. Uh, then we've got two other games, yeah, Survival Quiz City and What Lies in the Multiverse also coming March 4th. My God, too many games. Too many like, games and it's not stopping. March well, is packed. I mean, if, so I'm... I'm Fairly certain we'll get review code for Gran Turismo as well. And I'm yeah. like, between Horizon, Elden Ring, and Elden Ring, those Gran two Gran Turismo, alone. Triangle Strategy. Oh. And yeah, and Triangle Strategy on Switch. And then if you blink, code, two weeks hell. go by and next thing Kirby's Boop. here. <laughs> I mean, Kirby's the one we're waiting for, right? Oh, can't wait for Kirby. I My genuinely, goodness. I mean, then, it's like Kirby, oh, Kirby and Ghostwire Ghost Tokyo Wire, on the Tokyo. same day. I mean, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, I'm... I mean, a week before Ghostwire is Tunic as well. <gasps> okay, I need April to come so I can actually catch up on, you know, my need, backlog. You need like two weeks off, uh, two, two months off just to, just to play. Yeah. yeah, I feel you, I feel you. Good Lord. Um, so yeah, that's all the games. Uh, should all we move on to games. news? News for the week. Uh, yes. So... Some things. Um, I don't know what to... I think... Should we do Call of Duty? Call of Duty. Call of Duty Uh, 2023. So this is not the Call of Duty that is coming out this year, uh, which is being developed uh, by Infinity Ward. It's meant to be Modern Warfare 2. Um, Mm -hmm. But a report from Bloomberg indicates that the game set to launch in 2023, which was which is going to be an Infinity Ward-developed uh, Call of Duty, uh, mm-hmm. has basically been internally delayed and will be the first... 2023 will be the first year since 2005 where we don't get a mainline Call of Duty release, which, which is, is hectic. Kind of crazy. Yeah, crazy um, to me. Um, so the report basically says that in 2023, uh, Activision will continue to support... Uh, Warzone 2, which is scheduled to launch this year as well, and uh, multiplayer content for um, Modern Warfare 2. It also says that there will be a new free-to-play online title released next year uh, that Treyarch is apparently helping to develop. So not sure how that fits in with a second Warzone. Warzone. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, I don't know. I wonder if that is like them going the Halo Infinite route and being like, maybe, yeah. Here's multiplayer that's free to play. And to me, that would be the smart move. It worked for Halo. It it, it would be, except Call of Duty just sells well regardless. Like even Mm. even Vanguard, like despite it being uh, the weakest entry in a long time. I'm sure that still moved millions of units. Well, um, Activision did say it was disappointing, which means... I mean... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've you you know got to remember they put a lot of money into these games exactly, every single yeah. year. But so. you know what? The, 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 the free-to-play routes can definitely work because they'll just make big bucks on uh, microtransactions. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think, um, but on, on the fact that it's missing a year, like about time, we, we know Assassin's Creed did it... Years ago, uh, I think Origins was the first, like the quote-unquote reboot um, of the franchise, and it paid off. Like, I think before that, the Assassin's Creed franchise was very tired. People were very much over it. And now with Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, like, they found their stride again. So, yeah, give give us a... I don't know. I'm keen to see what a a, a delayed Call of Duty looks like. Mm. Like, How do you evolve this game? I don't know. Yeah, it's um it's interesting. Um I you know, there's a lot of analysts that are saying this is actually bad for the industry because this the sort of cadence of Call of Duty and and the sort of injection in terms of cash that it gives the industry every year at a specific time is like something that's gonna be strange for the markets to react to next year. Mm. Um so I'm curious no, to see fair, how this shakes out. How yeah. That, yeah. But I think the fact that you've said they, they've got a, a free to play something coming out next mm. year. Which maybe it won't outright do, you know, it's not gonna have the launch shell numbers, but I think in the long run, um yeah. Yeah. it's gonna make them big bucks. Well, depending. So if it's good, obviously. Mm. Um yeah. Uh other than that, shall we bounce to Wide Man Simulator? Yeah. Um, what did you think of of Ryu in this uh, reveal trailer Wild for Man. Street Fighter Six? Is, is this an ad? Where Where is the actual trailer? I did see it here earlier. Let me just refresh this. Uh, yeah, Street Fighter Six is coming in. Boy, is Ryu very wide? Here we Yo, go. Man has been can, hitting them free weights. Oh, look at those muscles. This man has been clapping. Those toes got six packs on them. I mean. <laughs> Look at just how broad he is. He's like he's like Jeez, two humans sorry. standing next to each other. I mean, even this other cat, I think his name's Hold Luke, up. like coming up, like isn't even close to being as wide as him. Hold up. Like, gonna, if, sorry, sorry, audio listeners. This is not the best experience for you, but we're going to pause right here. Where's the shot? Did I miss it? Damn it, I must have missed it. There we go. The, the, the money shot. This, this has become a meme because of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that shot there. There's there's a lot of people thinking that uh, aside Ryu's, from being wide, uh, Ryu is Ryu's hung. He's he's packing. <laughs> he's packing heat in that D. Um, but yeah, look. Uh, uh, I'm curious to see what it is. Uh, Street Fighter Five. I can't say something that uh, Street Fighter as a whole, the franchise itself. I haven't really vibed with like i can't say i look at it and get excited for street fighter as i would for example a a tekken <laughs> or mortal Kombat, purely because those to me seem way more accessible like i can pick it up and have some sort of knowledge on how to do stuff where street fighter has got some some strange ass inputs that's not really strange um you know if you grew up with them 
but yeah, I, I think the last one I really put time into was Street Fighter 4 on the PS3. Mm. Even then, I, I played, I was like, yeah, it's okay, cool. But yeah, the, yeah. the Street Fighter we know is is a, a pinnacle fighting game, so. I kind of yeah. wish there was a sort of like a, a decent story mode in there, like, I'm not good at mm. fighting games, but I buy the Mortal Kombat's because the story mode's fun. Exactly. It makes me feel like I'm good at a fighting game. And then I play online, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done with this game. So like, bad. Street Fighter hasn't had that. So I, at least Street Fighter Five didn't have that even at launch. And then when they finally no. did get around to adding it, it was pretty bad. So mm. yeah, I would be super stoked for like a Street Fighter to come back and be like, cool, we've got this in-depth story mode. It's cool you story know, mode, yeah. yeah I, I would, I would I probably get into it the game. Mm. Um, but I don't think so. I mean, a lot of people will be giving shit for the game's like very different logo. It looks like an esports <laughs> logo, and a lot of people under the impression that you know they're just going hard into esports again, which is one of the biggest criticisms of Street Fighter V when it launched. It just felt geared towards competitive esports play and basically nothing just else. That. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, mean, I mean, we knew Capcom was working on this, so it's not a surprise. Uh, the fact mm. that there's no information beyond this is kind of strange. So, yeah. And Street Fighter V came out in February 2016. Yeah, it was a long ago. time ago. So, Very long time ago. Yeah. Uh, it sold more than 6 million copies, which not is bad. not bad. Not bad, considering um, it was exclusive as well. PC oh yeah, and a, PlayStation oh yeah, only, yeah. A, yeah. I wonder if they're going to do that... Um, with this as well. Curious. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Unless Full Spence himself tweets out Street Fighter We've 6 bought day Capcom. Game, game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, can Who you knows? imagine that? Who knows? Speaking of PlayStation, though, Elden Ring, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, VR. PlayStation VR 2. We've, we've got a, a little... little yeah, I, was, I was skeptical as to whether this was launching this year, but the fact that they are putting out final renders of this thing uh i'm you think it's coming out this i'm year? almost certain it's coming out into this year yeah and will j be just as rare as the actual console itself uh you reckon yeah see it's interesting so i'm i'm playing catch up on on podcasts now i'm listening to the kind of funnies um 2022 predictions and it's funny because you know we're nearly in march and they did this at the beginning of january mm. so i'm already seeing some some predictions either flop or you're sort of padding out um, but Blessing said he doesn't think VR2 comes out this year for mm -hmm. that reason, though, is that PlayStation turns around and says, like, shit, there's not really enough of our consoles out in the wild. It's a fair, fair point. Um, we don't, yeah. don't want to add to, you know, the silicone shortage by putting out another device that, you know, requires chips and whatever. Mm. We we leave it till next year. But ah. you're right. This, the, the, there are some, I mean, it's it's fair, right? There's early renders. So, like so we we've got to remember as well that this headset requires a PS5. So, like, it's not going to contribute to the silicon shortage because there's not the same sort of silicon in here that is required for, you know, consoles and, and oh, high-performing computing. Um, mm. It is essentially a electronics device that is powering a display. You know, it definitely has okay. microprocessors yeah. and stuff in there, but it's not... Not the same. Not the same thing. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I can get the strategy of like, there's not enough PS5s out here to make this a viable launch at this time. So, um, yeah. Like yeah. maybe it is, you know, almost ready, but I don't know. Do they launch it this year? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't guess. be surprised if this thing becomes like, oh, it is ready, but we are going to push this back six to eight months, you know, just so that yeah. when just, we release just, it, the market is a bit more open to the idea. 
um, of it. Oh, because I, yeah. again, people are not going to drop, you know, this is probably going to be an expensive device, but I, I would assume somewhere around like $300. <laughs> They're not going to drop $300 on a headset when they can't even spend the 500 on a console. Mm, um, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, the design of this thing is quite reminiscent of the first PSVR, which I particularly like a lot because mm. I think, PSVR, the first iteration, was one of the most comfortable VR headsets I've ever used. Mm. It uses this sort of like headband mentality. So the pressure of the headset is on the front of your head and balanced on the back as opposed to being smooshed on your face like so many other ones. Um, And I think it's incredibly comfortable and very smart. So the fact that they haven't really changed that is nice, I think. Mm. I think it looks a bit slimmer and a bit more refined. Um, yeah. The fact that there's only one cable going to the console now is a huge that plus. Is, that is yeah. the big plus for me. Huge, the only reason I never got PSVR was because I saw people like you and Jeff have PSVR in the setup. Oh, it's a, it was required. a fucking pain. It was I was like, I, pain. I, I'll, I will like miss me with this. I don't need yeah, no. this. I'll, I'll wait. It's it was fine. an I'll wait pain. a generation. The fact <laughs> that you had this like thick ass cable that terminated into two ends that had to go into a box and then the box had to be powered and then that box had to be rooted to the PlayStation. And then on top it's, of it, like the very first box didn't have HD or pass through. So like whenever I played VR, I had to rewire everything. Otherwise mm, I'd never get HD. It was a complete nightmare. It's just, yeah. yeah. So This look, is just like have, one cable, USB-C, boom, done. Like Yeah, so great. look, have, having a cable, you know, when there are things like Oculus Quest that have no cables, it's like, mm. uh, but to go from 400,000 million cables to one. I like, mean, cool. to be fair, the, <laughs> the, the Quest is only wireless. Okay, that's not exactly true, but when it launched, the Quest was only wireless when you're playing native games. If you wanted to play mm. games on your... PC, you had to connect it again with just a USB-C yeah. cable. Now they've mm. implemented wireless streaming and whatever, but you know, um, I, I still think a single cable I can I can deal with. Uh, the controllers mm. are interesting because yeah. they remind me a lot of the Oculus Quest controllers, uh, but the ring that that sort of like motion sensing ring is pushed further back to like your wrist as opposed to being ahead of your hand. So, which is nice because yeah. I don't think you're going to swing somewhere and hit just the controller, like if you swing somewhere, the thing that's going to hit something first is the front of your hand as opposed to the yes. controller. So, yeah. Well, that's quite, what, quite so cool. look, look look at that controller. Now look at this. I do love this comparison. Let's <laughs> say so it looks like the old Sony Ericsson logo. I'm like, wow, yeah, that is really such does. a clever deep cut. Oh look my God. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. If that was purposeful, I fucking love it. I don't know. I don't know if it is, but I was like, yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Someone just needs to shade like the negative space in this render exactly. in green, green. to green. like really get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess also if you haven't been keeping up with it, the PSVR has inside out tracking. So there's no need for a PlayStation camera, which again, big, big benefit. It means that the headset will be able to detect the controllers all around you and the tracking will move with your rotation. So like if I turn parallel to my TV, the camera won't freak out and not know where the fuck I am. You know, it just kind of works. So that's awesome. Because that also means it's more versatile. You don't have to play in front of your TV or Mm. wherever your camera's set up. You can, you know, move to where you have more space and just have the cable connected to the the PlayStation and not care. So, yeah. That's cool. I'm very How excited nice. for PSVR. I mm. very keen to see more of it and yeah, see I'd, more games. One one so, cable yeah. can't can't me in. Um, and then some last pieces of news. Dice Awards happened this year, so I'm just going to fly through 
some of the the, the big winners. Game of mm. the year. It takes two, uh, which is very cool. Why 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 are you pulling that face? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think gets game of the year? I mean, it out takes of that two list. What uh, what you want Returnal? You want Ratchet and Clank? I don't know. I, mm, I don't know. It's fun. Let's let's continue. Talk, talk to me when you finish the text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, outstanding achievement in animation, Ratchet and Clank. Outstanding achievement in art direction, Resident Evil Village. Oh wait, no, sorry, Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. And Clank. As well. yeah. <laughs> outstanding achievement in character, Resident Evil Village with Lady Dimitrisk. Uh Outstanding achievements in original music, Returnal. Oh yeah, I'm very happy about uh, that. That's cool. Also. Outstanding achievements in audio design, Returnal. That game made you feel disgusting. Hell yeah. It, yeah, the audio design is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, outstanding achievements in story, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm sure your eyebrows are going to disappear into your hair for that one as well. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, outstanding technical achievement, Ratchet and Clank. This this is where I'm. Uh, this is where my eyebrows disappear into my hair. Um, action game of the year, Halo Infinite, beating out Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Returnal, and The Ascent. I'm like, so I don't know. I think I we, know. we spoke about it yesterday. I think the only game that would, in my view, take this over Halo Infinite is Returnal to me. Because otherwise, yeah, I agree with that. I mean... In terms of Metroid, action... Metroid yeah. Dread? Metroid Dread. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, I, Adventure. Listen, I, I liked Halo Infinite a lot, so maybe I'm biased. But yeah. Such a fanboy. Just <laughs> stay in your lane. <laughs> Adventure Game of the Year, Guardians of the Galaxy. How does Guardians of the Galaxy win this category and not get nominated for Game of the Year, but then It Takes Two is here and loses? Uh, I don't know. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of these awards, I also thought that were a thing of, it's, it's that bias of, oh, shame, it didn't win in this main award. Let's, let's recognize it in yeah. this other side award. This um, award is super confusing to me. Family Game of the fa- Year goes to Ratchet and Clank. Remember playing that with your kids, multiplayer? Also, like, Family Game of the Year, the (laughs) video game awards was It Takes Two, and here it's not even nominated. I don't understand what this category is. It makes no sense to me. We don't know. We don't know. Fighting Game of the Year, Guilty Gear Strive. Racing Game of the Year, Forza Horizon 5. Role-playing Game of the Year, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. This one made me laugh. Sports Game of the Year. Not not FIFA 22 or NBA 2K22 or Riders Republic or The Climb 2, which I have no idea what it is. But Mario Golf is your game which of the year. Which is not a great game either. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's not a, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not a bad game. It's, it's not an just exceptional a game. Big it's just big-ass fine on there. there. Like, yeah. Strategy, <laughs> game of the year, Age of Empires, uh, Immersive Reality, Technical Achievement, Lone Echo 2, no idea what that is. Yeah, these these I don't know. Outstanding Achievement for Independent Game, Unpacking, that's cool. Interesting. Mobile, that's a cool win. A mobile Game of the Year, Pokemon Unite. Online Game of the Year, Halo Infinite. This is where I'm like, yeah, cool. Give it mm. to Halo, that's cool. Fair, fair. Outstanding Achievements in Game Design, uh, It Takes Two. See, that I think it can win there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of a, you know, there... If I look at the nominees there, it would probably be between the games I've played because I have not played Inscription. Um, but it takes two in Deathloop. Like Deathloop is a well-designed game. It is not a great yeah. story and it kind of mm. falls apart a bit in certain places, but the design of it is really interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Well, then I guess uh, the next award it wins. Game Direction. Game Deathloop. Direction. Yeah. Okay. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. So you go. Anyway, awards. The, the DAS Awards. Um, and then... Last, last, last bits of news. Uh, Elden Ring will run on the Steam Deck, which is pretty cool. Um, I know you've got your eyebrows are spring into your hair again. <laughs> uh, 
but our uh, semi-related uh, Bandai Namco apologizes for Elden Ring performance issues because if you're playing this on PC, yo, it's a bad time on PC, hey? It's a Ooh. bad time. So the fact that it's running poorly on PC leads me to wonder. Will it actually run on the Steam Deck? Like, I mean, oh, I played Dark Souls 3 <laughs> on the Steam Deck and that couldn't get to a locked 60. Um, so yeah, good luck. Right, listen, there you go. I think, I think if you lower settings and whatever, you could maybe achieve like a locked 30 on there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this PC port sounds like a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah. Even from... In, in terms of from software standards who are, you know, generally not great at their PC ports. Um, mm. So yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's also got like issues on Xbox One and uh, or Xbox Series X and PS5 in terms of frame rate. Uh, on PS5, mm. it's got a quite a big issue with rest mode. Um, yeah. And now because do not put it mode. in rest mode because <laughs> you can corrupt your save. So God, don't do that. Hooray. PS5's um, rest but- mode has been an absolute shit show. Like actual the number of games, it's actually like the, they've had to come out and be like, "Hey, this thing's fucked." Like, yeah, it's yeah. So on that note, that's gaming news. Elden Ring, good game. Elden Ring also bad game. Mm. Elden <laughs> question mark. Ring your save game. Uh, wow, Elden Red Ring of Death. Whoa, like that one. There you go. Uh, cool. Shall we? fly through some questions if you want to send us questions you can email us checkpoint chat podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on all of our social media at checkpoint chat on twitter on facebook on tiktok um not on only fans yet okay soon not yet we'll get those hairy knee numbers it's okay (laughs) my goodness uh we have a question on instagram from a good pal mick Miklos, Miklos. Who, says, who, not, who asks, not says, your top three games of all time. Uh, if you could force everyone to experience one of them, which would it be? Mm. See, this is a difficult one because you asked me today and my knee-jerk reaction will have, you know, three games. Ask me tomorrow, I might change my mind. Mm, mm. Um, um, hmm. I know like my top two are generally not, they don't change much. So it's like journey is there. Uh, and Portal 2 is there. I think those are two exceptional yeah. games that I think also are both accessible enough or approachable enough um, that many people can play them. Um, mm. I don't think they are two games that are reserved for people who have the gamerbrain.tm, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's a Journey is a game I think a lot of people can experience and should experience because mm. it's also like it's short, it's very easy to kind of like get going with it and it's kind of yeah. incredible um so yeah as for a third game on that list ugh, that that could that could change on the day that could be like it could be anything halo one it could be like <laughs> crash bandicoot three for me um you know games that were like formative to to how i experience games now would likely mm. make that list so yeah, yeah. I think my, my knee-jerk reaction to my top two, I'd say, big big shocker, uh, Celeste is up there. Mm. Actually, I know my top three. Celeste, um, God of War is also up there, just from beat for beats. It's, um, I think, one of the... the Obviously, uh, the most, most recent God of War, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, the recent God of War. It's, it's just one of those games where it, it feels like it just ticks all the boxes. Like it's got that high production value. It's got a great story. It's got great, great combat. Yeah, great combat. It looks really mm, good. Like the ridiculous. fact that that game is a PS4 title still 
like it blows my mind. My little base PS4 ran that without so much as a hitch. Um, <laughs> it just yeah, wanted so, to uh, launch into orbit. To, just <laughs> just wanted to uh, go go into space. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so Celeste, God of War, and uh, any of the Ori games are mm. definitely up there. I'd say. Um, I don't know. Like. Uh, it almost feels weird to say play Will of the Wisps without playing Blind Forest. Like I feel it's oh, helpful God. to play. Blind, Blind Forest is still a really good game. Oh, Will of the so Wisps good. just, yeah. just you know. Will of the Wisps is better, but man, yeah. you can only appreciate it fully, I think, with playing exactly. the first one. So yeah. let's let's go with Will of the Wisps. So there's my three. Celeste, God of War, and um, Blind Forest for, for the purpose of this question. But now, which which game would you insist somebody plays? Just one game. Definitely Journey like 100 yeah. percent journey that's just like i said it's easy for people to play as well there's very little barrier to entry there and it's mm. it's like you can complete it in a a half of an afternoon um and put it this way i you know i don't think everyone will connect with it in the same way that like i have and a lot of other people mm. have but i think that even if you don't connect it and connect with it in that deep way you will never leave playing journey unsatisfied you know, exactly. It you has. It's, it. it's like gorgeous and it's emotional and evocative. And even if you don't like really get into its story, there's still something there for you. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it's so. Like, as much as I love Celeste, I know people bounce off it because it is a challenging game. Um, it does have those settings to let you make it. It does have settings. Trivial um, almost. So. And uh, the same goes for Ori. Unfortunately, where if you're not at all. A platforming kind of person i know some people have bounced off that game purely because they find it too challenging which yeah. is fair like and that doesn't really have and settings there's, yeah, to there's, alleviate there's no, that yeah the, the only thing you can do is like put on an easy mode but then okay oh, even then it's not that easy to hit yeah. you more <laughs> it doesn't fix the platforming yeah um so i think maybe just for a a, a good cinematic experience um god of all you can put mm. it down to easy it'll still be challenging but i feel that people will you know you you, you find people could probably find their way through that quotes unquote easier than they would i also feel like if you're not into playing it you you can find someone who is playing it and just enjoy just watch the experience yeah 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 Yeah. because it is very cinematic in that way so yeah exactly so there you go what's your favorite game miklos i want to know yeah tell us what is what are what are your top three um we have a question on twitter from jared brapra who says hey guys when you gaze upon your crystal ball of wild things that could possibly or impossibly happen in gaming in 2022 what wild news headlines would you see um and he says i'm asking this question realizing that two months of 22 have already gone past but but also and they've also had like two unreal stories i mean the fact that Microsoft bought Activision or is planning to is is like the that would be a sort of like pie in the sky type of this will never yeah. happen type of and headline. It did. So I honestly I don't know. Um I think maybe although I, I think it's again, I say less likely to happen, but who the fuck knows? Uh Ubisoft the other day said they would entertain offers of acquisition so i could easily see a microsoft picking that up but that that's that's your sorry my camera's gone funny yeah um, i could I, I don't see sony doing that i could easily see with the the pantheon of games that ubisoft has like that's another big one to just pick up and plop onto like game pass type of yeah thing. whether that I is think- even possible who knows i don't know but 
Yeah. I think, um, I, I guess, like, not to shoehorn us into the fact that, you know, our predictions are game acquisitions, but it is exciting. Um, mm. You know, exciting and quote-unquote questionable, depending mm. on mm. if you're worried about monopolies and whatnot. But I think for for both both sides of that console spectrum, uh, I think it would be very interesting to see, I mean, there were rumors about this as well, to see Xbox buying Sega to mm. sort of get more of a foothold in the East. And to see Sony making their own acquisition of someone like a Capcom, maybe. Or a Square, um, yeah. Or a Square, yeah. Either, so, yeah, Sony. Which again, I don't think will a, happen, but yeah. No, I, I don't think it'll happen, but, you know, we just. Especially with Square. Square is like a company <laughs> that is far more than just video games. So it's like a very different sort of beast um, yeah. um, to pick up. But, uh, but outside of acquisitions, I think. I think some cool game announcements. I mean, there's already been one. There, there was a rumor this week that uh, Microsoft is in very early talks with, you know, Obsidian, which is a studio they now own, uh, to work on a sequel to Fallout New Vegas, which is like, fuck yeah, I'm in for that. I thought Fallout New Vegas was phenomenal. So if we're going to be reviving IP in that sort of manner, I'm fucking all in on that. So that'd be cool. Um, the one thing I would love to see, and I genuinely think it will happen, um, the announcement of whatever new IP Naughty Dog is working on, mm. and I'm pretty sure we're gonna be before exciting. the end of the year we're gonna just hear a, about just that. Just a like, tease, or almost something. certain. Yeah. Now, okay, okay, bear with me. This is a prediction that's very, very obscure and out there. But this year we actually get a Sock Song release date. Oh okay. dear God, never, <laughs> never, ne- never gonna happen. Never. Um, Did you see it was uh, Hollow Knight's fifth anniversary like this week? Mm-hmm. Very sad. Chat. <laughs> I'm very sad. I just want to play it. I just, I just want to play Silk Song like so badly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be great. I, I've given up thinking that it's going to be the next direct, the next direct, because I really thought this past direct was going to be it. You know, but uh, mm. I would too. I too well, would like that. I too would like that. Well, yeah. kind of funny. I think Andy said um, he predicts that uh, Silk Song will appear this year at a direct, and it'll be a day and date like it's out now. Imagine yeah, I, I I do agree. That'd I think when it does cool. reemerge, it's going to be like it's out now or it's out, out now. in a week or whatever. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I That's don't think cool. you stay away for this long to then re-reveal it and be like, oh, it's out in a year. Like, yeah, just don't see that happening. Yeah. Cool. And then some. Well, thank you for the question, first of all, Jared. Let's. Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking at the time. I've got to fly here. <laughs> I have a wife doing Portuguese lessons in eight minutes. So, how dare you know, she? How dare she? So, um. We've got some questions from Mix. He says, Alessandro, how does a person slash gaming mag website get a quote rating on the cover, front or back of a game? Um, I, I, I have no know. idea. But <laughs> I have the, no idea. Yeah, I don't know what the process is, but there's a fun story uh, attached to that where years ago, I used to be a merchandiser uh, for Xbox, weirdly enough. <laughs> Come full circle. Um, and one one week, Gears of War 2 was launching and my team and I had to go to BT Games and every other store that had copies of the game and slap on a Lazy Gamer sticker saying, you know, Lazy Gamer 9 out of 10, whatever the score was, recommended. Mm. And at the time I was like, oh, what Lazy Gamer? Is that a local website? And that is legit how <laughs> I found out about Lazy Gamer and the rest, as they say, is, is history. history. Yeah. Bam. I think, yeah, uh, I, I think when it comes to like local websites getting on top, that's more distributors locally. They can just, yeah, you know, they have agency to put a sticker on on a game. Like, exactly. Plastic. But to get it like actually printed on the box, that's more a 
globally yeah, that's, that's decided like a, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like a game of the year edition thing. Or, but I think it, locally, it's a thing of so. For example, PlayStation games sometimes we get code early. So mm-hmm. I know a good example is Glitched had a Horizon Forbidden West review out. Um, you know, it's a hit embargo. So if if our local distributors really wanted to, they could have gone about getting a, a pull quote or a score printed for you know launch yeah. week that friday and that usually now the they box. usually do that now in terms of emails when they send out uh, press release emails they have like quotes mm. from reviews exactly, and stuff yeah. like that and we get um sometimes sometimes local uh websites get put into um international, international. uh yeah. accolades trailers and that's usually when that happens pr reaches out to the website in question and says hey we want to include this quote as part of iCloud's trailer. Do you give us permission to do it? And you have to agree and all of that stuff. Um, sometimes they are regionalized accolades trailers, which are really cool. Um, and that's sort of the same process. Uh, but yeah, as, as far as actually getting printed on the box, I have no idea. It's no never idea. happened to something I've worked on. I've only ever been on one accolades trailer as well. So boo. Bam. Put that on your CV. And then last question. In the current fuel-filled world we live in, do you recommend a person who doesn't have a car buys a car? Or do they use public transportation like taxis, private taxis, maybe bicycles, walking for shorter dis- distances of six kilo- kilometers? Uh, I think it depends on where you're living. Um, it depends where you live in South Africa. Look, it also depends on your situation where, like, if Lensk and I really wanted to, one of us could have could sell our car. Um, could you like, share a car? It, yeah yeah like there would be more admin of okay we've got one car like i'd have to drop off at work and then go to work it's more planning yeah but realistically like we could live with one car um but the fact that we both have our own car is very handy Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. in south africa though when it comes to public transportation like i think it works if you're catching taxis uh like i know you caught the car train to work um, yeah yeah i mean we, we have some structures in place but it's still not yeah, all encompassing it's, it's not yeah. no but it's if you go anywhere in europe for example um like the in london uk you you don't need a car it's yeah. like yeah you, in fact you can't drive around in london with a car yeah <laughs> it's like no, a dumb, it's, a, it's a complete dumb fucking idea. nightmare yeah um you can just walk or tube everywhere and even mm. if you live on the outskirts you can just train in i mean that's what mm. we did over december we, we were like an hour out of london but so easy to just get on a train get and in, it's affordable as well so exactly yeah. yeah i mean in the states whenever we've been to e3 that city very much reminds me of um johannesburg because it's very sprawled out and flat so you yeah. do have a metro there, but it is kind of garbage. Uh, you can Uber everywhere, mm-hmm. but you can also Uber everywhere here locally. But, you know, price-wise, that that increases and increases and increases. Yeah. But listen, so, at the end of the day, cars are liabilities. They're not investments. They are. They are you buy them because you need these, the, the uh, ability to get places when you need to. Mm-hmm. I think buying expensive cars is a complete fucking waste of money unless you just have spare cash so yeah, yeah. I, I will say the middle ground is you know in recent years more people working from home like if you're working from home the only reason you need a car then is to get to you know maybe like social commitments so maybe mm. you can just uber around in those instances and not have to pay you know the 500 to 1000 rand insurance and mm. 1000 rand petrol or whatever like maybe I'm, an uber an uber fund just covers yeah. less than that i, so, I know people who sold yeah. their cars and just use uber that's cool mm. Um, I yep. don't think I could do that because then it, you know, firstly, to Uber to work every day would be 
way more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just like not having the ability to be like, I'm going downstairs and getting in my car and going where I need to go. I need, now I need mm-hmm. to wait on someone. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's a convenience thing as well. It so. is a big convenience yeah. thing. So, yeah. So would you buy a car in this day and age? Yes. I yes. would still buy it. If I, I had no I car in, now, I would still be planning in on In South Africa, I think I would still buy a car. Yeah. Um, overseas, maybe not so much. Yeah. Cool. And that's that's all the time we have for questions. If You're you making by the skin of our teeth here. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to send us questions, you can also email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us on all our social platforms at checkpointchat. Um, but yeah, that's been episode 177. As always, mm-hmm. thank you so much for listening. Um, and we will definitely be back next week for episode 178. Look forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Praise, praise the sun. Praise the, the elder, ring. elders of the <laughs> rings. My goodness. Thank you so much. We'll Makes see you sense. next week. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Okay,